Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into How Bad Are Bananas by Mike Berners-Lee. This enlightening read offers an essential guide that unravels the complexities of climate change, providing actionable insights on reducing personal carbon footprints. Through a captivating journey from grocery shopping to daily chores, Berners-Lee breaks down the environmental impacts of ordinary activities, empowering readers to make more efficient and environmentally friendly lifestyle choices. Mike Berners-Lee, not only a professor at Lancaster University, but also the founding director of Small World Consulting, brings unparalleled expertise to this subject. His commitment to a sustainable future is reflected in his notable work in measuring carbon footprints globally. Moreover, as the author of The Burning Question, We Can't Burn Half the World's Oil, Coal and Gas, So How Do We Quit? And his contributions to The Guardian, his credentials speak volumes of his in-depth understanding and passion for environmental issues. Whether you're simply curious about the real impact of your daily habits, an environmental advocate seeking to broaden your knowledge, or a conscious consumer aiming to make better purchasing decisions, How Bad Are Bananas is an essential read that sheds light on the critical role we play in the global challenge of climate change. Join us as we explore the hidden costs of our modern lifestyle and learn practical ways to contribute positively to our planet's future. How bad are bananas, the carbon footprint of everything? Introduction. Bananas or bust. Choosing the right foods can lower our carbon footprint. As we navigate the aisles of our local grocery stores, we're faced with choices that extend beyond mere taste and nutrition. Our selections can have profound impacts on the climate. The carbon footprint of your diet is a tapestry woven from the threads of production, transport, and waste. Surprisingly, not all fruits are climate-friendly equals. Consider the orange, often flown halfway across the globe, versus the more modest banana, typically arriving by boat with a lower carbon footprint in tow. When it comes to your daily meals, the devil is in the details, and even the slightest adjustments can lead to greener outcomes. Rethinking your ride, transport choices that protect our planet, commute, travel, and leisure, our lives are in constant motion, and the modes of transport we choose are significant levers in the climate change battle. It's a spectrum, with gas-guzzling SUVs parked firmly at the high-impact end and bicycles cruising at the eco-friendly opposite. But what about air travel, often vilified for its carbon emissions? Not all flights are heavyweights. Short-haul trips can sometimes equate to the effects of a modest car journey. Remember, informed choices in how we traverse the terrain can send a signal. Every journey matters in the quest for sustainability, the brewing truth, our beverage choices, and their environmental repercussions. Morning routines commonly begin with the aroma of coffee or the comfort of tea, but the significance of these beverages extends beyond the cup, straddling the grounds of environmental responsibility. Beverages bear footprints too, with coffee often casting a larger shadow than its tea counterpart. Altering our beverage choices might seem like a drop in the ocean, but waves start small. Whether switching to green tea, opting for bulk coffee purchases, 
or refilling a water bottle instead of choosing a plastic-wrapped soda. We wield the power to turn the tide on unnecessary carbon emissions sip by sip. In the grand choreography of combating climate change, every step is a performance, a chance to dance in favour of our planet. Weighing the carbon footprint of our daily choices involves a dance of nuances, urging us to lead with informed steps. The collective impact of these choices shapes the legacy we leave for the climates to come. Part 1. The Global Tapestry of Greenhouse Gases and the Varying Carbon Footprints The conversation around climate change is peppered with the phrase carbon footprint, a term that reveals more about our impact on the environment than one might think. Far beyond just carbon dioxide, this environmental footprint encapsulates a slew of greenhouse gases, each with varying degrees of harm. Think of methane as the heavyweight boxer, delivering a punch 25 times stronger than carbon dioxide and nitrous oxide as the titan, with a whopping 300 times the warming potential. Even more astounding are refrigerant gases lurking in our cooling systems, which can outgun carbon dioxide by a factor of thousands. Take a stroll from the countryside of Malawi to the bustling streets of the United Kingdom, and you'll notice the dramatically different sizes of carbon footprints. While a Malawian's footprint barely makes a dent at 0.1 metric tons of CO2, equivalent annually, a Brit's footprint is a solid 15 metric tons, with North Americans and Australians leaving even larger imprints at 28 and 30 metric tons, respectively. In light of this, the mission is set. Shrink these footprints to tread more gently on the earth. The author sets his sights on his fellow Brits, aspiring for a shift towards what's dubbed the 10-ton lifestyle. Imagine clipping a hefty five metric tons from the average British carbon burden, arming each person with the knowledge to carve out a sustainable one-third reduction in their environmental legacy. As we unveil the measures to achieve this lifestyle, it's a journey worth taking, because when it comes to climate change, every ton counts. Part 2. Every bite counts. The carbon cost of our digital communications. In a world where our thumbs are often glued to the screens of our smartphones, sending texts or emails has become second nature. These activities seem inconsequential, but each digital action leaves an almost imperceptible trace on our planet. The humble text message, for instance, has an almost negligible footprint of 0.014 grams of CO2 equivalent. Yet when billions of people tap away, amassing trillions of texts, the environmental bill starts running high. Let's not overlook the spoken word, a mere two-minute phone call. Every day, countless people catch up, make plans and seal deals, all on their mobiles. A year of such brief calls can weigh in at 47 kilograms of CO2 equivalent per person. This mass of virtual chatter involves a network of base stations and switchboards that sip on energy like a silent, invisible giant. Now, consider the email, the workhorse of digital correspondence. Each email alone may seem lighter than a feather at 4 grams of CO2 equivalent, but as the inbox swells over a year, so does its carbon shadow, contributing over 1% to the targeted 10-ton lifestyle balance. In this realm of 1S and 0S, it's the rebound effect that catches us out. 
what's low in carbon on its own scales up into a global impact due to sheer volume. Each microprocessor, each swipe, click, and tap has its cost. And that's before we delve into the world of data centers, the formidable engines of the internet. These electronic fortresses, hoarding the world's bytes and bits, are ravenous for electricity, with their carbon appetites projected to leap dramatically. What was a feast of 130 million metric tons of CO2 equivalent in 2010 is set to burgeon, potentially doubling by 2020. So next time you text a friend or email a colleague, remember that in the digital universe, every byte, every conversation matters in the collective push towards a greener future. Part three, when it comes to the environment, plastic might edge out paper. A stroll through the supermarket often ends with a choice at the checkout, paper or plastic. Instinct might nudge us towards paper based on its natural origins. But hold that thought. When we throw carbon dioxide equivalents into the mix, plastic may just pull ahead in the race for eco-friendliness. However, don't be too quick to champion plastic. Its environmental baggage is hefty, with its potential to pollute landscapes and oceans for hundreds of years. Surprisingly, it's the decay process of paper that tips the balance. Unlike plastic, paper can degrade and release methane, a gas with a significant warming effect. So for a quick jaunt to the local grocer, a thin plastic bag, yielding a mere 10 grams of CO2 equivalent, could be less burdensome on the atmosphere than its paper cousin. Now let's amplify that to a weekly habit. Tote home your groceries in five plastic bags each week and you're looking at a carbon footprint on par with indulging in a single cheeseburger annually. Meanwhile, even a recycled paper bag contributes a small surplus and the carbon cost can skyrocket when you're dealing with sturdier, upscale shopping bags. Letters and catalogs crowding your mailbox also take their toll. Ignoring the recycle bin, each unrecycled piece of mail contributes significantly to your carbon dance card. Junk mail, often the bane of our existence, comes with a particularly heavy step. Here's a quick hack. Cut down on the unwanted spam and lighten both your mailbox and your environmental load. Paperbacks, on the other hand, might seem like a hefty addition to our carbon narrative, but they come with an intriguing plot twist. By diving into a book, we may actually subtract from our carbon tally by staying out of the car or sidestepping the shopping mall. Remember, the mantra with paper is recycle, recycle, recycle. This simple act diverts paper from becoming a methane-emitting mess in a landfill and makes the manufacturing process relatively less carbon-intensive. Embracing recycled paper is key. It's about making every sheet count in our collective script for a greener planet. Part 4. Travel options weigh heavy and light on the carbon scale, with flying tipping the scales. The tale of transportation and its environmental impact is a story of contrast and choices, cars and cycles, trains and planes, each leaving their own unique mark on the canvas of our planet. The conventional culprits, gasoline and diesel, are well known, with just a litre of them sending a whopping 3.15 kilograms of CO2 equivalent into the atmosphere. For countries with an appetite for fuel like the United Kingdom, the carbon cost is substantial. Diving into the granular details, the medal for the smallest footprint could unexpectedly go to the humble bicycle, though it's not entirely free from impact. 
If your biking is powered by a breakfast of cereal and milk, envision around 90 grams of CO2 equivalent per mile trailing behind you. Now swap that cereal for a cheeseburger and watch that number balloon to a meaty 260 grams. Switching tracks to electric trains, your carbon stamp shrinks or stretches with the crowd. Pack into a bustling subway and you're looking at a modest 160 grams per mile for each commuter. But sprawl in a sparsely populated intercity carriage and the numbers creep up to 300 grams. Now let's talk cars. The United Kingdom's average fuel economy spins out a footprint of about 710 grams per mile. But slide behind the wheel of a lavish Land Rover and watch that figure heave up to 2,240 grams. The upshot? Car travel can chew through up to 20% of the 10-ton lifestyle limit over the course of a year. Yet, all these pale when cast beside the carbon behemoth, air travel. Imagine journeying from London to Glasgow and back. By bike, it's banana fuel and a 53-kilogram carbon hiccup. By train, it's more than double. By car, it's sixfold. But by air, it's an astonishing tenfold increase to 500 kilograms of CO2 equivalent. And for those high-flying adventures, a round trip from London to Hong Kong, that's a staggering 4.6 metric tons almost enough to fill a hall with hundreds of thousands of plastic bags. Flight's lavish carbon footprint owes its weight to the high-altitude action, where the emissions mingle with the atmosphere to greater detrimental effect. Scientists are still unraveling the full implications, but one thing is clear. Our choices in transit resonate far and wide. Part 5. The route to your plate matters locality and livestock in the environmental balance. When it comes to our diets and their environmental impacts, logic might suggest that ditching meat for a plant-based regime is the greenest route. However, delve a little deeper and you'll discover that the journey food takes to reach our plate plays a pivotal role in its carbon story. Tuck into an apple plucked from your garden and you're consuming a fruit that's essentially carbon neutral but shift to a supermarket apple that's been on a global tour before landing in your basket and you're biting into around 80 grams of CO2 equivalent. Bananas, often presumed to be environmental villains, actually share a similar footprint to our well-traveled apple, thanks to their low-maintenance growth and their naturally durable packaging. Yet, oranges slightly tip the carbon scale. Consuming one flown in elevates the footprint dramatically. Vegetables like carrots and potatoes may seem innocuous with their modest carbon imprints, but cook them imprudently and those figures can swell. The distance your vegetables travel plays a star role again. Locally sourced asparagus maintains a light footprint, whereas asparagus jetted in from afar can have an unsettling impact, magnifying its footprint multifold. Meat's environmental narrative is more nuanced. A simple beefsteak carries a weighty footprint majorly shaped by bovine biology. Cows, as ruminants, digest their food through a process that releases vast quantities of methane. Sheep share this ruminant trait, rendering their meat similarly impactful in terms of emissions. In contrast, pork sits lighter on the carbon seesaw. Pigs, being non-ruminants, don't churn out nearly as much methane. 
this paints a clearer picture. Not all meats leave the same mark on our environment, with the distinction between ruminant and non-ruminant animals carving out a significant difference in their respective carbon footprints. Part 6. Quenching Your Thirst. The Hidden Carbon Cost of Our Drink Choices. From the morning ritual of a steaming hot drink to the casual sip of water throughout the day, our beverage choices are intertwined with our environmental footprint, and it turns out that some drinks come at a higher carbon cost than others. A simple pint of tap water is the epitome of low impact, registering a mere 0.14 grams of CO2 equivalent. Even taking into account the full spectrum of water uses over a year, the carbon imprint remains a featherlight 14 kilograms. Conversely, bottled water is a heavyweight contender in the beverage category. A 500 milliliter bottle of water can leave a carbon footprint that's a thousandfold heavier than tap water, largely due to energy devoted to packaging and transport. If it's made a 600 mile journey to your store, that bottle's environmental price tag jumps even higher. Now, let's talk about your daily caffeine fix. A plain black coffee or tea stands at about 21 grams of CO2 equivalent, primarily from boiling the water. However, add milk to the equation and the footprint inflates. This surge stems from the dairy farm's carbon-intensive operations, which include everything from feed to farm equipment. Choosing a cappuccino or latte from your favorite coffee shop can further increase your carbon tally. Milk's carbon contribution can make your daily coffee habit a noticeable slice, up to 1% of your 10-ton lifestyle goal. Switching gears to alcoholic beverages, beer and wine pack their own carbon punch but offer room for eco-conscious adaptation. A bottle of beer from afar can involve a hefty carbon load, potentially being as impactful as 900 grams of CO2 equivalent. Opting for a beverage brewed closer to home, however, slashes the carbon cost due to the reduced need for long-distance transport. Similarly with wine, the traditional glass bottle contributes significantly to its footprint. An excellent workaround is to choose boxed wine, which can lighten the load reducing it to within the vicinity of a modest 400 grams. As these examples reveal, every sip carries weight in the environmental ledger. Whether it's the source of our water or the content of our cups, the footprint of our beverages can vary widely, offering us a series of significant yet manageable opportunities to tread more gently on our planet. Part 7. Greening Your Daily Routine Eco-smart habits for cleaning and self-care. In the hustle and bustle of everyday life, those nagging questions of whether we've left the oven on or the lights ablaze are not just concerns for safety, they're also little nudges reminding us of our energy use. Turning off appliances is a simple yet effective way to curb our environmental footprint. This eco-conscious approach extends to our laundry routines, dishwashing habits, and even our personal hygiene. Let's talk laundry. The temperature at which you run your washing machine and your choice of drying methods can massively alter your carbon output. A 30 degrees Celsius wash, followed by air drying results in a modest 0.6 kilograms of CO2 equivalent. However, crank that up to a 60 degrees Celsius cycle and throw in tumble drying, and you've ballooned your footprint to 3.3 kilograms, 
Just imagine the drop in carbon emissions if every household switched to a drying rack. The iron is another energy sipper, especially if you're meticulous about wrinkle-free clothes. A single shirt can add anything from 14 to 70 grams of CO2 equivalent to your tally. Tip, be selective with what you iron. If you can avoid ironing altogether, let those socks live wrinkle-rich lives. When it's time to tackle the kitchen sink, the carbon footprint is largely water-dependent. Wash sparingly, and you could be looking at around 540 grams, but sloppy with the tap, and you could surge to an 8-kilogram carbon splash. An energy-efficient dishwasher set at 55 degrees C could edge out hand-washing, tipping the scales at just 770 grams with the added benefit of being more hygienic. Pivoting to personal cleanliness, the choices continue. While communal bathing could be the pinnacle of efficiency, it's widely considered a step too far in personal compromise. A lone bath ranges from 0.5 to 2.6 kilograms of CO2 equivalent, based on fill and temperature, while the average six-minute shower adds about 0.5 kilograms. Yet, by fitting an aerated shower head and trimming shower time down to three minutes, your footprint shrinks dramatically to a mere 90 grams. In the quest for a lighter environmental touch, it appears that small daily decisions in our domestic lives hold the key. With every cycle, every scrub, and every rinse, we have the opportunity to choose a cleaner, greener path. Part 8. Nature's emissions pale in comparison to human-generated greenhouse gases. Amid ongoing environmental debates, a narrative sometimes emerges that natural phenomena contribute as much, if not more, to planetary harm as human activities. Volcanoes are the poster children for this argument. Their menacing plumes believed to be on par with mankind's emissions. Yet the data tells quite a different story. Mount Etna, notorious for its fiery temper, adds only a million metric tons of CO2 equivalent during a year of slumber, a mere drop in the ocean when compared to the wider volcanic family emitting about 300 million metric tons annually. Now this might sound substantial, but compared to the gargantuan carbon footprint left by humanity, it is less than a single percent. Furthermore, volcanoes can wear a hat of paradox, acting as nature's own climate engineers. The eruption of Mount Pinatubo serves as a chilly reminder. Its ensuing ash cloud dialed down the Earth's thermostat by 0.5 degrees Celsius, courtesy of its reflecting finesse. While volcanoes showcase nature's ambivalence to warming and cooling, bushfires illuminate a more harrowing side. The Australian fires of 2009 tell a tale of 165 million metric tons of CO2 equivalent brought to life by flames. This ember dance fosters a cycle of heat and susceptibility to further wildfires. However, let's zoom out to the human stage, where our emissions dwarf these natural occurrences. Picture black carbon, the dark residue from unrefined combustion, be it a wild bushfire or the cozy hearth in your home. Its footprint is staggering, accounting for up to 30% of global emissions. Not all black carbon is born from the wilderness. In fact, less than half of it is. Its majority is human-spawned, with hands turning pages of pollution from burning coal to transportation's tale of exhaust. 
Then, casting a shadow over all else, stands deforestation. It's a relentless process that unchains 500 metric tons of CO, two equivalent with every hectare of forest cleared. With the rhythm of deforestation accelerating to the tune of 13 million hectares each year, the annual carbon toll climbs to an astonishing 9 billion metric tons, a figure constituting an overwhelming 17% of global emissions. The environmental impact we wield as a species is not just significant, it's colossal, encompassing a range that easily surpasses the sporadic tantrums of our planet's natural forces. Part 9. Trimming the Carbon from Your Cuisine a recipe for an eco-friendlier diet. Embarking on the journey toward a 10-ton lifestyle might feel daunting, but there's a fertile ground to begin with, your plate. Our dietary choices weave a significant portion of our personal carbon footprint, so a few thoughtful changes in our eating habits can stir up some serious environmental benefits. The meat of the matter is, well, meat and dairy too. These industries are hefty contributors to climate change due to their high emissions. You needn't leap into veganism, but reducing your intake can pare down your diet's footprint by a quarter. Next, pulling from the local harvest and aligning your meals with the seasons can cut a further 10% off your culinary carbon couture, particularly if it spares your food from an airborne commute. Yet, where we can make a truly substantial difference is in battling food waste. By simply purchasing what we're certain to consume, we can chip away another 25% from our gastronomic greenhouse gas contributions. A well-orchestrated fridge, with older items at the forefront, assists in this endeavour, as does shopping with an eye for items nearing their sell-by date. Let's not overlook the underdogs of the produce world. The oddly shaped fruits and veggies often left behind. Opting for these can whittle down 1% of your food footprint. Likewise, by avoiding low-yield crops that demand more resources for less food, think cherry tomatoes and baby carrots, you can trim another 3%. Packaging presents another front to tackle. Nobody needs a plastic-swaddled banana or avocado. By rejecting unnecessarily packaged items, you could reel in a reduction of up to 5%. Then, ensure that whatever packaging can't be escaped is dutifully recycled another 2 to 3% saved. Finally, the dance of preparing your food is also ripe for refinement. A lid on your pot, a medium flame instead of a blaze, punctual use of the oven and stove, and strategically employing the microwave can all diminish your dining footprint by another 5%. By integrating these steps, you're not just chipping away, you're cleaving broad swaths off of your footprint, potentially up to 75%. It's a journey of bites and nibbles, a grand venture towards sustainable nourishment, and every conscious choice you make is a stride towards a greener, lighter-footed existence. Final Summary Every bite, every sip, every step we take leaves an invisible mark, a carbon footprint that contributes to our environmental legacy. The truth is that each aspect of our lives, from our diets to our modes of communication and transportation, plays a role in the bigger picture of climate change. Yet, within this tapestry of daily habits lies the potential for positive change. Changing our habits can make a tangible difference. Consider the simplicity of sending a text message over making a phone call.
the choice of tap water over bottled, and the power of a brisk shower compared to a leisurely bath. Our dietary preferences, too, hold sway over our footprint, reducing consumption of meat and dairy products and opting for local seasonal produce can be decisive acts of environmental stewardship. The adaptations needed for a more sustainable existence are neither extreme nor unattainable. With mindfulness and a commitment to incremental changes, we can shrink our individual footprints and collectively move toward a more balanced relationship with our planet. Whether it's rethinking how we communicate, what we consume, or how we travel, each adjustment is a stitch in the fabric of a greener future. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.